pass play. First and goal from the New Orleans six as Barkley takes it to the goal line. He's in. Giants win in overtime. Oh, how sweet it is to feel a victory Monday feeling for the first time this season. The New York Giants defeated the New Orleans Saints 27-21 on the road in New Orleans in overtime in the first game back at the Superdome since the storm. It was a hostile environment. It was, it was intense. There were a lot of defensive struggles to start the game. But in the end, the Giants prevailed. And there were many, many positive things. First off, Kadarius Toney looked like he has value. Finally. Now, I don't think Giants fans ever doubted that he had athletic ability and value. But if you were watching the first few games, he is not involved in the offense at all. Perhaps it was the injuries to Sterling Shepard and the the injuries to Sterling Shepard as well as Darius Slayton that allowed Kadarius Toney to capitalize on an opportunity. But it is clear. The guy was right. He is a sports car. Get him the ball. When it's 3rd and 18 and you need to move the sticks, just throw it underneath and he will do some dipsy doodles to move the chains. I still could not believe that was a first down. And hello, John Ross. One play, 50-something yards, bomb. Was it a touchdown? Wasn't a touchdown? Did he fumble? Who cares? He recovered it. It was six points. And it was a, a, a play that woke up the Giants' offense in this game. And then also our lead dog at receiver in this game, Kenny Galladay. Six catches, 116 yards. He he could have had more catches. He could have had more yards. He's playing his ass off. I, I think he knows that this team needs to lean on him. And Jones seems to getting a, Daniel Jones seems to get a little more trust with Kenny Galladay each week. And... The biggest positive that I'm going to take away from this game is that we had, for once, a positive performance from both Daniel Jones throwing the football and Saquon Barkley catching slash rushing the football. I don't care how he gets... First of all, I don't care how Saquon Barkley gets his yards. But when he has 13 carries for 52 yards and a rushing touchdown, as well as five receptions for 74 yards and a touchdown where he was wide open on that wheel route, that was a beautiful thing. And if Daniel Jones has a quarterback rating of 108, 28 for 40, passing 402 yards, two touchdowns, and only one interception, which, who cares, it was a Hail Mary at the end of the half, That that these are good things. That is why we were able to win this game. That is why we were able to overcome the concern. If you're going to be as conservative as we have been all season, you have to play mistake-free football. And I think that's been the biggest thing that Joe Judge has tried to implement We've, mistakes have consequences. These are direct quotes from him. Mistakes have consequences. Run a lap. Give me this. Give me 10 push-ups, 50 push-ups. I don't know. He had these guys literally putting in physical labor. These are professional athletes putting in physical labor for making mistakes in practice or preseason or whatever. And he, he does it himself. Even when he's made mistakes, he does laps or whatever. He has his own rules that he, has to, that he, that he obliges by. But for that to be the approach in training camp and for us to go into this the start of the season, starting 0-3, really could have easily been 2-1 to start the season, could easily be 3-1 right now, honestly, uh, if we had made some less mistakes that shot ourselves in the foot. But again, this is the positive half of the podcast. 
what a game. What an all-around feeling. The defense, you know, the defense hung in there. That they, The one interception from Bradbury, I really don't even know why Taysom Hill attempted that pass or why um, why we, the, the Saints feel like they have to put in Taysom Hill. Like, Sean Payton loves him. I get it. But, and, and yes, when he runs the football, he absolutely kicked our ass on that touchdown where he plowed through our entire defense only to get knocked down by Leonard Williams after he was in the end zone. I think he broke five tackles on that play. The guy's a man. The guy's a football player. I'm a huge fan of Taysom Hill. But when Jameis Winston is in rhythm, and Jameis Winston had a good game, there's really no reason to bring in Taysom Hill, especially after this was the, this was just moments after Jameis Winston had appeared to throw a bomb of a touchdown pass that got called back from a Saints holding penalty against Leonard Williams. Uh, and then next, next, I believe is the next play is the same series. Taysom Hill throws a, a, a duck jump ball to the arguably the Giants, honestly the Giants' best cornerback in James Bradbury. So I don't get it. I don't know what Sean Payton was thinking, but it's nice to see other teams make some, make mistakes that we have been making. Obviously, the biggest thing for the Giants is eleven points in the fourth quarter, six points in overtime. They finished the game. I would have liked to finish the game in the fourth quarter in regulation as as Kenny Galladay was breaking tackles, bringing us into the red zone yet again. I wanted to see us be more aggressive. Honestly, a lot of, a lot of little things you could think about in the first half, though, going up to that to that to those big moments in the, in the fourth quarter. Uh, most importantly being no points in the first quarter when there absolutely could have been points. There was a missed field goal from um, Graham Gano that you know he normally makes and just a lot of punts and field position type football and just real conservative approach like just like they're trying to fill out the game it's almost as if the Giants entire organizational plan is to is to be in a neck and neck situation in the fourth quarter and pray that we're not going to make the stupid mistake to lose the game and it's as a fan it's it's hard it's hard to watch this it's hard to be positive week in and week out uh it's stressful it's it, it's a heart attack every game we watch is, is a heart attack but let's let's be honest that was a relief i mean all i can the the, the everything i kept saying after the game was it just it just felt like i could exhale like <sighs> finally we got that win because you know you're flirting with 0 four that's a disaster you're gonna end up looking like urban meyer just you know total downward spiral of of emotion Owen oh, 4 is the worst feeling in the world. I mean, oh, and anything is the worst feeling in the world, but it just gets worse. If you don't rectify the ship early, it it takes a toll. Now, I don't want to be super happy to be 1-3. Obviously, the Giants had a lot of winnable games that they are going to have to overcome later in the schedule somehow, and it's about to get tough playing Dallas and Chargers the next two weeks. Uh, Got to get pumped for this one against Dallas, though. This is a huge 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 game and as a Giants fan you should just be happy to have a win and to be going forward into the season thinking okay maybe I don't want to say it I don't want to say oh we can turn the whole season around because that's not the approach that needs to be made the approach that needs to be taken is how do we beat the Dallas Cowboys Dallas Cowboys offense is clearly the best of the NFC East right now uh, but the good news is their defense is banged up as well as porous. The, the Giants have to find a way to compete 
against the Cowboys. The Eagles, they got smoked by the Cowboys on national television, on Monday Night Football. The Giants need to be prepared for this game. It is, and they're going to be under just as much pressure as they were here in New Orleans. So expect, I honestly, I would expect another down-on-the-wire type situation. And gosh, I hope if the Giants can, you know, come out of it two and three and make the NFC East a little more, uh, you know, like it was last year, just, you know, you can call it mediocre or mundane. I'll call it competitive. Uh, if they could do that, it'll be a great, great feeling. But thank God the Giants won this game. That's the positive feeling all Giants fans need to feel. And thank God we had good performances from Jones and Barkley. And, and, Thank God Tony and Galladay rose up to the occasion and Ross uh, with our injuries at wide receiver. So those are the positive points to take away from this game. Uh, that and that and Jones, I don't care about the interception on the Hail Mary. He, he played mistake-free football. Uh, oh, and shout-out to Kyle Rudolph, the hero, for jumping on the Barkley fumble uh, that, that absolutely we would have lost if, if Rudolph does not jump on this ball he's doing the little things he made a couple of good catches as well i like him on the field now couldn't get through a whole recording without some complaining um my largest complaints are a lot like the previous podcast where it seems like at the beginning of this game we're trying so hard not to make a mistake we're not attacking we're not trying to win we're, we're not taking the chances i mean honestly on that missed field goal there's no reason to think that you couldn't go for that there's no reason to think that Elijah Penny couldn't get that on a fullback dive or Jones on a quarterback keep or or even Barkley on a handoff. I, I I have faith that we can that we can get a yard or two. Our offensive line looks you know, like it's getting more looks a little better each week. Andrew Thomas is a beast, Will Hernandez is a beast. They're overcoming the losses of Nick Gates and uh Shane Lemieux, which, you know, a real shame that we lost those guys. Soldier's hanging in there, but he's you know, I, I, I would prefer to see more snaps from Matt Pert, even at right tackle. Uh, but the offensive line is getting there. So, but it almost feels like we we play in fear that we've had so many injuries up front that we're not going to be able to get a yard or two. We should just kick. And then, of course, when you miss the kick, it's almost like the football gods are pointing and laughing at your face. Um, so I still have Jason Garrett. I, I thank God we're able to see some bombs like we saw like to John Ross, but. Um, and, and to see Galladay and Tony involved, thank goodness. But I, I would definitely like to see more aggressive play calling, more throws to the end zone, uh, and, and just just an all-around belief and desire that the team can win. It, it, I guess the coaches believe in the philosophy of mistake-free football, and, and you know that's the conservative Giants' approach of forever. If you look at you know all previous success with Tom Coughlin and Bill Parcells, this was the approach. Don't make the big mistakes. Uh, keep yourself in the game late. And give yourself a chance. I get it, but I am also not opposed to winning early and going up big and and you know blowing a team out. Like that that wouldn't that be nice to happen one time? And when you do plays like that, uh, where you don't go for it on fourth and short, and then when you're down to the goal line. And it's a second-and-goal play. And this this was the most angry I was throughout the entire game. We decided to go with a Evan Ingram jet sweep motion minus three-yard carry. So, first off, there's not a single Giants fan out there, maybe other than blood relatives and friends of Evan Ingram himself, that, that want to see him out there. Okay? The guy is not getting important 
yards. The guy has five catches, and he only had 27 yards. All his routes are just in the flat. He looks so scared when he gets the ball, like he's going to fumble or drop it. And he dropped a, he dropped a fourth down pass um, in, in this game on fourth and two where he didn't even seem to know where the stick was or when, when the ball was coming, and he was open. Uh, just it's just he's frustrating to watch. He looks like he's completely lost his confidence, and at this point of his career, there's really absolutely no reason to think that we haven't given him enough chances. I I that to me is the biggest concern is from as a coaching staff. I got nothing against Evan Ingram personally. He seems like a good kid. He's just struggling, and he doesn't have the confidence. So the coaches are setting a bad precedent by sending him out there, and they're certainly setting a bad precedent by giving him a handoff on second and goal on a crucial drive where he's running full speed at the sideline. Like, seriously. That's that that's inconceivably stupid. At, from Garrett and Ingram's perspective. The guy didn't even have a chance. He was hit before he even knew to turn up field. He didn't even get a chance or, or he didn't even attempt to turn up field. But jet sweep, come on. What is what is this, a high school offense? You cannot do that with Evan Ingram. Honestly, just sit him. I understand that Kyle Rudolph is a little older and you might you know want to give him a little rest here and there. Well, then we have Caden Smith. Okay, we have other tight ends. We don't need these weapons. We don't need Evan Ingram. We don't. Sorry. I, I would much rather see the new guys, Galladay and Tony and Ross, catch passes and Rudolph than Ingram. Sorry. So, it was a positive overall experience, but definitely lots of little things that need to be stopped. I mean, the Giants had no answer for Alvin Kamar, 26 carries and 120 yards rushing. Um, Just absolute beast, and, and Sean Payton knows how to get him his yards and to get him his opportunities in open space. And I wish, you know, I and obviously Saquon had a good game, but I wish we could get looks like that for Saquon. There's no reason to think that we can't. Um, and I, I, you know, I applaud the skill set of Kamara. And I was a little critical of the defense's approach. I mean, it's it's a lot of bend don't break with Patrick Graham lately, and he really makes you sweat things out. I, I, I we gotta find a way to get more sacks. Gotta find a way to get more pass rush. Z seems to be coming along well. Leonard Williams, he was all over the field in this game, but he, you know between the holding penalty against him and and the touchdown that was right in front of him, it seemed like and he did make a big fourth down tackle uh, to to keep them off the field. Which you know that's a situation where I don't understand why Sean Payton would be going for it on fourth down when he needed points and he was ahead. That I don't understand. That seems a little selfish, but uh, that tackle that Leonard Williams made in this game was crucial. Absolutely crucial. So we are seeing some good plays uh from our players on defense. We're just we're just it's just not as it's not as two thousand seven. It's not as two thousand eleven. It's not that four three aggressive attacking defense that we come to see. And obviously, yeah, we're running a three four. It's a completely different approach. It's a sit and read type of defense. We want to rely on our secondary. But with injuries with the injury to Blake Martinez I think we got to find a way to generate more pass rush, and we certainly got to get uh, more aggressive against the run. A running back getting even if even running back as good as Kamara getting 120 yards against us, uh, no good, no bueno. Definitely need some improvement 
on the defensive side of the ball. Now, we got the win. We can relax. We can wear our giant gear all week. We can enjoy this victory Monday. The food will taste better. The coffee will taste better. Any dri- beverages you're drinking, it's just, just everything feels better after a win. So let's enjoy this. Let's feel good. Let's stop with this. Oh, let's turn the season around. Stop. 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 We started 0-3. It's very, very difficult to turn around an 0-3 start. We didn't get a single win in September. If we can have a good October, yeah, maybe we can talk about turning the season around. But it is a week-to-week thing. We have a very difficult schedule with a lot of really good teams. I mentioned the Cowboys and Chargers are next. I think the Chiefs after that. I mean, it's, our defense is going to have their hands full the next few weeks. And I think if we play like this, like you could play this way against New Orleans, you could play this way against Washington where you're sitting read, but I think if you do this against um, the Cowboys or the Chargers or the Chiefs that you got a chance to give up a lot of points. Hopefully our offense will be ready to go toe-for-toe toe because I'm starting to feel good about the development of our offense and our, the identity of our offense. Hopefully, you know, maybe Shepard and Slayton can get healthy, but I wouldn't want them to rush back because I feel good about our new weapons here too. We got to find a way to compete against better competition and fast. We don't really know how good of a team the Saints are, but it seemed to me like Washington and Atlanta were two weak teams that we absolutely should have beaten. And, you know, we were in the same category as those teams until we prove it otherwise. But I'm happy for Saquon, who worked very hard through his rehab and, and everything he went through to get back on the field. Always positive. And, and just after that bomb, he ran out and he sought Daniel Jones. He looked for Daniel Jones and he grabbed him. And they, they, they truly, I have very rarely seen them truly embrace like that. So I do think there is absolutely genuine respect between one another for Jones and Barkley because they work so hard. And it's nice to see the results finally getting there. And let's enjoy it, Giant fans. Enjoy it. Victory Monday. 27-21 victory over the New Orleans Saints. Barkley's back. Jones playing well. Let's keep it that way. Big date against Dallas next week. Uh, I don't know what to expect. Right now, I'd say it's fair to say the Cowboys look like the best team in the division, but in any NFC East game, how could you feel too good one way or the other? There's probably going to be a few people picking the Giants this week. I mean, not 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 the majority, but I would say a lot of experts are going to go, oh, oh, Giants got a little hot against New Orleans. This is a tough win. Maybe they'll, uh, maybe they'll stick it to the Cowboys. The NFC East, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's possible. Very possible. One play at a time. One moment at a time. I mess up the order. It's one game at a time, one play at a time, one moment at a time, whatever. All that. Take it slow. Live in the moment. Mindfulness is important. Psychologically for the team is very important. And let's throw down, throw the ball down the field a little bit more, Garrett. Come on. All right. Uh, this was this week's pod. Very nice to get a win. Thanks for tuning in to me, Anthony Beers, on the Sideliners pod. Today was October 4th, uh, day after a Giants win. In case you didn't hear, the Giants won. Thanks for tuning in.